Well, hey, good day to you. Welcome to a Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee. It is October 2nd, 2017. I'm Tim Patterson, Trade Show Guy, owner of Trade Show Guy Exhibits at the Salem, Oregon, a project management company. I'm also author of the book Trade Show Success, 14 Proven Steps to Take Your Trade Show Marketing to the Next Level. I'm a blogger as well, going on nine years at uh, tradeshowguyblog.com. So I blog about all things to do with trade shows and events. Mm-hmm. Been a weird week. Uh, in fact, uh, for the last three day, uh, for at least three days last week, I had no websites. I had no business email. It happened on Sunday night. I woke up Monday morning and nothing was there. And I went, what the heck? I called up my host, the blue host folks. And they said that I was maxed out. I had no idea I was maxing out. And uh, it, it took at least three days. I'm recording this, uh, prior to this actually happening on Monday morning because I've got a recorded interview I'm doing. But uh, as of my, my time of speaking of this on Wednesday afternoon, I still have no website. I still have no business email. It's very strange. Uh, so I've been reaching out to people through uh, telephone calls as well as current projects and things, as well as a home email address just to keep things moving. Anyway, this week on the Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee, I've got a special guest, um, Brad Kleiner. Sandler sales trainer, a trainer that I've had the pleasure of working with for the uh, last uh, year or so. He's with Flywheel Training in the Portland, Oregon area. And I caught up with him at his home office recently to discuss what he does, as well as go over a few items that uh, face salespeople everywhere. And yes, that includes on the trade show floor. And good day to you. This is Tim Patterson, trade show guy. Monday morning coffee is underway. And my guest today is Brad Kleiner with uh, Sandler, Sandler Trainer, and uh, the company Flywheel. Did I get that all that right, Brad? Yes. Good morning, Tim. Great to be here. Thanks for having <laughs> Very me Very good. <laughs> you have that nice wood, uh, you know, kind of cabin look behind you. <laughs> yes. It's my home office, which I enjoy. It's a timber frame. And um, yeah, I like being out here in the woods when I can. Very good. Very good. Well, uh, so, I, you know, I've been in your sales class for a year now and have learned a ton of great stuff. Sandler's system is very good. And it's helped me a lot. I want to just kind of get into a couple of the aspects a little bit, uh, dig a little deep into these. And one of them is um, what we like to call staying behind the pendulum. But, you know, it really grows out of uh, a typical salesperson who hasn't been through a training or doesn't understand how it works, wants to be very anxious and answer all the questions. Some, someone comes up to them, maybe in a trade show, maybe not, maybe it's a sales call. And they say, so does your widget do this? And of course, the the typical salesperson will say, well, yes, of course, let me tell you more about that. And so what, what do you recommend or what is a kind of a better approach which helps uncover more information? Yeah, um, Tim, I think it's funny with the trade show, it, it's almost like a sales call on steroids because you can see the, um, the transaction that kind of goes on as people are in the trade show floor and I think the people walking by might have an interest in what's happening there, but they're hesitant to approach because the fear is that the person at the booth there is going to lock on and not let go of them. So there's a lot of this unspoken uncertainty on both the buyer and the seller. So I think the typical salesperson is really, if someone shows interest, they want to jump right on them. And like you mentioned, tell them all about it the features and benefits and how great it can be and kind of get your contact information and let me follow up. And so, as you mentioned, behind the pendulum is just to do more of the opposite of that and to hold back a little bit. And if someone says, Oh, I've heard good things about 
your company, um, a lot of times uh, an inexperienced salesperson will say, oh yeah, we've been around since, you know, 19, whenever, and give them all of the certifications and experience. And that maybe pushes the, the prospective client farther away instead of saying something like, well, it's interesting. You've, um, I'm, I'm glad you said that. I'm curious what you heard that was that thought we might be a good fit or we could work together. That's kind of an example of being behind the pendulum. You know, we're not always the right solution for every organization. Um, can we uh, maybe have a little longer conversation? And we'll be able to determine if it makes sense to talk further. So if you're being a little bit less eager than they are, that will oftentimes draw them in to have a better conversation so you can really determine if you're, if you're the right fit and not assume that you're going to be the right fit for every prospect that comes by the, the booth. And I think one of the challenges of, of being on the trade show floor is that your goal really is to uh, find out if they're a, a possible uh, client, if they are a true prospect or someone who's just kicking the tire so that you're qualifying and disqualifying. And then if you have qualified them, figure out what the next step is and move on to that. So you're not necessarily going through the full-blown sales uh, process on the floor. Now, some people, depending on the size of the company and the, and the situation, that may happen. But I think more often than not, you're, you're looking to figure out what the next step is after you've qualified them. And so maybe you're moving quickly to that. So you, you're, you're kind of short-circuiting it a little bit. You're still using the techniques. That's, that's my uh, kind of gut look at how that would work on the trade show floor. Yeah, because you're right. Yeah, I think the, the goal there is just to see if they have an interest if they're qualified, then you might do, look at a next step, what that might look like and not go into the sales process right there because you might be missing other qualified prospects as they walk by if you're engaged. So if you can um, qualify or disqualify and then set up the next step, which might just be a, a, a further conversation with that qualified prospect. Yeah. And we always talk about training, as you know, you know not everyone is, is qualified. And so your job initially is to determine if there's a fit and or if there's not a fit and to be okay if they're not a qualified prospect so you can spend more time with those that are qualified and then you could actually help. And I think that's a great uh, sort of attitude to, to have about all that is because, you know, when I first got into sales, it's like you want to sell something to everybody because you figure they're all in the trade show world. I can sell something to anybody. But it may not be that you're a good fit for them. And, and certainly along the way, I've learned that, yes, this is a good company that does great stuff. But what we do specifically, what they want does not match up well. And so you kind of have to figure out what that fit is. And so I've used that phrase a lot. Uh, I just want to make sure that we're a good fit with each other uh, for, from your side and from my side. And that actually kind of helps people relax a little bit because they're thinking, oh, you're not like trying to just sell me the first thing that you think of. You actually want to make sure that it does work for both sides. Correct. And staying on that theme of being behind the pendulum, if you give them the, the permission and the understanding that they, they might not be a right fit, you might determine that, they can determine that, either way is fine, that usually lowers the, the wall of defense and they can have a more open conversation to determine if, if you might be able to work together or you might not. And I think that really is the kind of the Doberman effect. Someone had told me that, you know, the, if you're more relaxed than that prospect, they're going to be a little bit more relaxed as well. And they can maybe share what's really going on in their business and you can decide if it's a fit. But if you're so anxious and so eager to um, keep talking and ask these questions, 
then it puts them off. And a lot of times you might have a prospect that then turns away because they don't want to be um, kind of in the radar of that eager salesperson. And I think the other thing that kind of transitions into is, is, is how to uncover someone's pain because they will tell you at the outset, well, we need a new booth because it looks bad, but, but there's a lot more to it. So how do you under, uncover uh, what's really going on there? What kind of processes do you look at? Yeah, I think the first, one of the first things is just the awareness that what they're telling you might not be the whole story. Most people, especially at a trade show setting, if they don't know and trust you yet, they're not going to share what's really going on in their business or the real issues with their booth. And so you need a little bit of uh, trust and rapport. So a lot of times um, what they're telling you initially might not be the whole story. It's kind of what's above the surface, the things that are easier to talk about. So we use a, um, a technique just of reversing and asking more questions to really uncover what the real issue is. And if you can um, build a little bit rapport with the prospect and get them talking about what's important to them and what's important to them emotionally rather than just intellectually, then you can start to uncover some of the issues and some of the pain points. And not everyone has a pain that you can solve. And that's, that's going back to determining if they're a fit or if they're not a fit. But if you can get them talking a little bit more about um, what's frustrating to them, what they're worried about, their emotional pain, then you have a better idea of determining if it does make sense to talk further and if there's a fit. Yeah. And, and, you know, to go one step further is like we talk about a lot is, okay, they may tell you that, okay, this looks ugly and it, and, and it makes the company look bad, but it may get down to much deeper than that, that, that if they can't figure out how to solve this problem, their job may be on the line. And that's the emotional part of it. You know, that's just an example. There may be a lot going on when you talk to people. Right. Yeah. And the initial stuff is yeah, somebody has an ugly booth or it's outdated. That's more of an intellectual problem or a challenge. But as you said earlier, it's the emotional part of that, the personal impact. So once they start talking about personal impact, that's really um, a sign that you're on the right path and you've got the rapport where they can share with you more of their pain or the issues that are really happening. Very cool. I just wanted to touch base on a couple of items that we have talked about over the last year in the Sandler class. So if people want to find out more, how can they track you down, Brad? Sure. You can go to the website. It's um, www.sandler.flywheel.com. And um, my email is bkleiner, K-L-E-I-N-E-R, um, at sandler.com. So either way, the website or just shoot me an email. I'll be happy to, to talk to your um, listeners and viewers more about this topic. And you also do some occasional like two hours or one day boot camps and things to kind of introduce people to the system. So uh, that's also the, the, the thing you probably would find at the website or you could tell them if they contacted you. Yeah, I'd be happy to do that, to have them um, join as a guest to some of the executive briefings that we do to talk more about um, this topic and a few other topics as well. And you're in the Portland area, all the, the offices in Wilsonville, that's the, the greater Portland area. So <laughs> people yep. can find you there. So if they're listening in, you know, San Diego, that probably is not a good fit as they say, right? That's right. <laughs> but yeah, happy to take a phone call or an email and to um, talk to anyone, any of your listeners or viewers about this topic for sure. Brad, a pleasure chatting with you today about uh, some of the sales techniques that we've discussed over the year. Thank you. Yeah, great, Tim. Great to see you again. And thanks for having me on as a, as a guest. Take care. All right. Thanks again to Brad Kleiner at Flywheel and Sandler Training. Uh, he's a sales training expert with Sandler, and I appreciate him joining me on this week's video 
blog and podcast, Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee. Uh, this week's Trade Show Tip of the Week. You know, trade shows are great for a lot of things, including getting your products and services out in front of people, but it's also good for spying on or scouting out the competition, however you want to term that. It's one of the best ways to learn about your competition. You can see so much about their company at a trade show. You can see what they look like, what they wanted to ex express their brand in a trade show. You can see what their people are doing. You can see what their new products are. You can see how people react to them. You can see so much. Uh, so spend some time scouting out uh, your competition, as well as folks that you might end up working with as well. There may be a complimentary uh, strategic partner sort of thing. So scout out your competition. This week's one good thing. In the middle of last uh, month, my wife and I flew down to San Jose and took a rental car over to Monterey and spent a night at uh, the Monterey Jazz Fest. Oh boy, was that fun. We went there specifically so she could see Herbie Hancock. She's a big Herbie fan. And his band, just incredible players, uh, five-piece band. And Herbie's like 77 years old. You know, he got up and did a little jumping around. He's an extremely talented guy. And his band was just crazy. Fusion, jazz, funk, you name it. Uh, and I thought, you know, when, when two-thirds of the way through the hour set, then some people got up and walked out because it wasn't traditional, you know, lounge jazz or something. I thought, hmm, they don't get it. I could listen to this guy all night long. <laughs> a lot of fun. So that was our one good thing. Got also a chance to drive around Carmel and Pacific Grove and Monterey, uh, an area which I've been at a lot. My wife has never been there, so that was a lot of fun to show her around. And uh, that's it. That's it. That's our show for this week. Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee. I'm Tim Patterson. So much uh, appreciate you stopping by and, and taking a look. Have a great week.